All those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you everything more. Marvelites, welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 298. I am VP and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent. I am joined by... Assistant Manager of Social Media, Alex Lopez. I am not Ben Morse. No. <laughs> Why is Ben Morse not here? Because he just had a baby. Well, his wife, Megan, did. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we are super happy and super proud. Uh, Hazel Ann Morse is adorable. So cute. So cute. So perfect so, I know. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. here as well. Uh, um, and so Ben's going to be off for a couple weeks. This begins. Uh, so in New York City, we have what is called the summer of hell right now because of all the transit issues that are going on. Yep, it's uh, terrible. So it's the summer of hell on this week in Marvel as well. Uh, so this week I am. It's it's Wednesday. Uh, I have seven and a half hours of meetings today. Um, the equipment didn't show up until a couple minutes ago, so I'm going to try and squeeze this podcast in best as I can. Um, and then I'm off to D23 tomorrow. From D23, I have some meetings in Los Angeles area. And then from Los Angeles area, I go down to San Diego for a week uh, for Comic-Con. We have the live stream. We have all that stuff. There's a lot of traveling, a lot of craziness. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do from my end on the podcast next week, but Alex is here to fill in for Ben and to take the reins for next week. Yep. I might be alone. I might not. We'll see. You got Angelica, right? Yeah. Yeah. She'll be here. <laughs> yeah, you can take Angelica and you guys rock it. Um, we'll figure it out, but we haven't missed a week and we ain't going to miss one now. Uh, especially no as we're way, no how. <laughs> creeping up to 300, 300. Um, in the middle of all this summer of hell craziness, I don't know how much we can do celebratory-wise. We have a cool interview with Fabian Nicieza that we're going to use, um, see what we can get at D23 in San Diego to add to our 300th episode. But uh, we're just trying to get by, y'all. We're just trying to actually do the show. So uh, <laughs> going to make that work as best we can. But again, if you can, sh- send a little note to Ben J. Morse on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, Tom, congratulations. Yeah. And you can see all the pictures of him and the baby and it's adorable. Oh. Makes me really happy. Um, uh, Alex, what is your Twitter? If people want to complain or yell or say you're great. <laughs> yeah. If you want to tell me I'm terrible, it's at Alex Lopez. Uh, Lopez has a zero and then underscore at the end. What? <laughs> You're awful. That is terrible. That is an. I'm pretty sure when I changed my Twitter ID, you actually like slacked me, and you're like, "Why'd you do this?" Wasn't it like Alo one three nine two? Yeah, yeah. But how did I remember that? Oh, that's exactly what well, it was. As our uh, whatever the hell your title is that I that we gave you, uh, which you've earned, you have a good title, but whatever it is, uh, you fail at your own Twitter name. Good job, Alex. Uh, all right, let's dive into the books this week. We're going to talk about the new comics, single issues, digital collections, trades, uh, Marvel Unlimited. I Ben's not here, so I don't know what news is happening. And I've been, in, <laughs> I've had twenty hours of meetings this week. Yeah, in three days, we so. weren't really expecting for me to be doing this one. <laughs> this podcast, yeah, this is just because yeah, because 
Ben had the baby. <laughs> yeah. He found out Friday that they're going to have it Saturday, and that happened. Yeah. Uh, so everything sort of changed last minute. We're doing the best we can, y'all. Um, <laughs> all right, let's dive right into new comics. Uh, what's up first? I guess Deadpool. Um, we've got Deadpool number 33. It's a Secret Empire crossover issue written by Jerry Duggan, art by Matteo Loli and Mike Hawthorne, inks by Christian Dalla Vecchia and Terry Pallet, colors by Ruth Redman. Um, this, uh, this hits me. Uh, and I think I talked about this last issue. It hits me like the other run that Jerry did with Deadpool, Wolverine, and Captain America from a couple yep. years ago. Um, I, if Ben were here, he would remember exactly the name of the the, the storyline. It's like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, maybe. I think, I think that was exactly it. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's it hits those marks of like being a great, funny, silly Deadpool story, but also being incredibly emotional and like heart-wrenching, captivating, uh, completely character-driven between Deadpool and his daughter, uh, and then, you know, all the stuff that's going on with Agent Coulson um, uh, and, and Agent Preston. There's awesome Agent Preston stuff in this. Yep. Beautiful art throughout this and awesome colors. Ruth Redman does some really, really cool stuff with varying the colors. There's parts where it's just, uh, like, the only hues in here are red and shades of gray and, and black and stuff. And just, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. And it is emotionally devastating as a Deadpool fan. And as you know, someone who's looking to this character who is, he's trying his best to be the best person he can for himself, for For captain America, for for his his daughter, daughter. for like all these things. And it's Jerry is really good at just making you, really upset and it's yeah like how t- like he's just so torn it's so, everything it, yeah it's like inside deadpool you never really expect he's torn and <laughs> tormented yeah uh and it's still funny and it's still quirky and it's still you know a very quintessential deadpool book but man jerry's run is going down as the ultimate deadpool run. definitely uh, my pick of my first pick of the week is Darth Vader number three by Charles Soule, Giuseppe Camicoli and Cam Smith and David Curio. Yes. And I love this book just because it's like it's young Darth Vader. So like you don't expect him to be the power that he, you know, you think he would have, but he, there's it's there, but like it's shades of it. I've never thought of him as young Darth Vader, <laughs> yeah. even though he is. He's yeah, like in his mid twenties. Exactly. At that He's point. just starting out. Like you know, I mean he just became Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> he like you know, lost his legs, went to yeah. suit, all that. And you meet this badass Jedi. I <laughs> uh, think it's Kirik and Phila. And he's just like taking the Barish vow. And all of a sudden, the Vader shows up. He knows he's coming. And he's like, oh, well, I guess you didn't expect this. He's like, I'm ending my vow now. He's like, and I'm going to kill you. But the, the thing was, like, he wasn't, he kind of wasn't a Jedi because of the Barish vow. It sort of separates right, him from yeah. the Jedi Order. And they can't act on anything. Yeah, it, it, it's like a really, really cool like storyline and a whole path I had no idea about. I, I would love to know from the Star Wars editors and from the story group, like, was this something that we developed for this comic? Was this already right, established? Yeah. Like, whatever it was, this character and this, this sort of pocket of the Star Wars universe Definitely. is so cool. Yeah. It's also... You, you want to know more because he makes, like, one remark that he's like, I took the vow because of my, like, my discrepancies. So it's like, what could he have done? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially because yeah. you see how powerful he is in this. Like, super uh, – there's a part he just, like, messes up Vader. Vader tries to do the whole chokehold, and he's like, you won't beat me. <laughs> yeah. He, like, wipes it off, basically. He and- houses <laughs> Vader. Like, he – trashes yeah, Darth Vader. It, it's the best. There's like he so he sits on top of this mountain and the mountain has a bunch of like trials and 
by like the second trial, he's like, let the monster come to me. And like yeah. tells like this robot pal that he has, like, just let like clear everything. He's like, but he'll come here like in a second. He's like, it's fine. And like just destroys Vader. He's like, you're weak. <laughs> and like pushes him off this mountain. Yeah. And I was just like, this is fantastic. Because yeah. you think of Vader as this all powerful dude. An like, unstoppable yeah. nightmare machine, which he was in like the first issue. He has a, like some really cool moments in the series and of course in the previous darth vader series he was just terrifying yeah but in this yeah he's he really is not at that place yeah he's not so i i love this issue i can't wait to see more i want to see vader become the person he's supposed to be yeah at the same time i want to see more of right so that was what i was thinking i was like well you know vader has to get to a point yeah it makes me does that mean he has to run through this dude or someone else i know like i want more of this guy i know that's so much that's like the first thing i came i was like i kind of hope vader doesn't win in a sense i was like because this dude like is ultimate yeah uh and the art is gorgeous i know we've talked about camo camo giuseppe camancoli is like like, he spent so much time on spider-man and stuff but then like he is just it it reminds you that he is one of the best artists working in comics in the last decade. Yeah, especially hands there's, down. There's so many close ups like on everything, yeah. and the detail in there is just. Uh, who's the Who's the, the colorist? Uh, I think it was David Curiel. Yeah, David Curiel. Yeah. Uh, like Kills that it. shot that you had of Vader pushing the water away. Yeah, like really beautiful colors. So much depth. The and color everything. of the this character and like all these different things and. Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Really, it's beautiful. really cool. All right. Next book for me is Jean Grey, number four, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Harvey Talabao, colors by Dave, J. David Ramos and Dono Sanchez Alamada. Uh, so this is what I'm digging about. Jean Grey is like each issue is sort of its own standalone thing in the midst of her bigger quest to figure out how the hell does she's going to deal with the Phoenix Force because that's like looming over and she it's coming for her. Oh, yeah. And so she has to deal with that. And we've now we've got Harvey Talabao doing the art on this issue. I haven't seen his art in a while. It is completely changed from the last time we saw him. And it is so dope. It is so detailed. It's got a very European feel to it in a lot of ways. I get that. Yeah. yeah. There's um, some things. <laughs> now that you bring he- it up. Like- <laughs> yeah. There's some things in here that remind me of David LaFuente, whom I absolutely adore without like it's sort of like David's detail and some of his like textures and stuff like that. It was just a reference point for my head. Yeah. The without Ocean's beard and all that. Yeah. You can like see like every, like almost every individual strand and like, it just like layers of it. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and, and so much other stuff. So like, it feels like this could be, you know, art in like a metal hurlant or something like that. And it's just really, really cool. Um, so it's dope. And you've got Jean Grey going, she's climbing this, crazy mountain to find thor because she needs thor's help she needs his training his advice like how do you deal with like these bigger issues uh and he's just getting drunk he's just doing his <laughs> thing um she she wants to become a badass warrior and who better to go to than the odinson and he is just a turd in a bar drinking by himself there's a bartender there <laughs> and uh a there's a this horde of orcs coming after like kind of orcs that's the way they, they i think they actually them. call them i think odinson calls them orcs yeah like the end. yeah <laughs> um the these these orcs are coming after jean gray she's running past them but obviously they're they seem to be going towards thor in the midst of 
the battle that is about to ensue, she uh, Odinson is telling her all these cool stories and it's, like it's history awesome. of and being a warrior. It's so funny. She's like, "Hey, can we get to the fighting? Like, no more drunk stories." And yeah. He's like, "Just keeps going." Yep. He's telling his stories. <laughs> in like the orcs break through, and he's just telling all cool stories from different eras of his life. Um, and he's very old and very wise, <laughs> even if he is a drunk, you know, turd right now. He is basically doing all the things that she's asking him to do. He's yeah. teaching her yeah. in, in subtle ways. It's great by the end, like when you see it and yeah. it like all like links back and you're like, oh, so even though he's drunk, yeah. <laughs> he still made sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and she ultimately like taps into a bit of her power that she didn't even realize she had. And it's super cool. And you've got Thor. He's got Yarnbjorn. Uh, there's great talking between them and really cool bonding moments. I friggin' love this issue. It is my favorite of the series so far. Uh, and it is, I didn't know that I would think a Jean Grey odinson team up was the story i wanted this week but it sure was oh yeah all right my next pick is defenders number three by brian michael bendis mm-hmm. and art by david marquez it's not a huge issue but i just really dig this series and like i know and the build-up is there you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah. oh i know <laughs> i know i read it i yeah. loved it it was almost one of my picks yeah it's awesome so i mean you get some of the black cat uh diamondback like feud in the beginning you see some badass black cat action she's not taking any of Dimeback's crap. She's like, I don't care if you're trying to take over. You just made a huge mistake going after the defenders. Like, you're going to get them on us. Um, it's awesome. Dimeback is still creepy as always and doesn't really give a crap about anything either. Uh, then you get, in the midst of it, you get the fallout of the Punisher shooting all of them the last issue. Like, this scene here where they're in Night Nurses, yeah. you know, like, uh, I guess, like, battle station? I don't know. Yeah, underground, like, like hospital? Yeah, like her, her hospital, whatever <laughs> it is. Um, just them talking, the four core defenders just talking made me so happy. Yeah. Like, that was a great scene. I love the interaction between all of them. And, yeah. like, the whole time, Danny's just, like, sitting there meditating. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we go into it. They they try to find Frank. You see some of what Frank's up to. He's- well, you're, you're skipping by a really cool storytelling beat that um, Bendis and Marquez and them do of telling the oh, history the of, of Diamondback, telling that history – uh, his connection to Luke Cage, his connection to these characters through the eyes and voices of the people of Harlem, the people of Harlem which yeah. is like flip this table. I loved it. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, they've used a lot of this in some of the other issues. Yep. And I just like I mean, it's but it, just a great way of doing it's everything. really, really yeah, good. It's awesome, especially because you get that whole ground level feel. And yep. that's what that's the defenders. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they're there for. Uh, then so then we like I said before, we get into what Frank is trying to do. I mean, he's. He's doing what Frank does. You know what I mean? He's being the Punisher. Yeah. He's going about things his own ways. Punisher going to punish. Yeah. And finally, Daredevil stops in. Luke Cage. It's I love this one scene. Where was it? Where like Frank actually tries to like, elbow Luke Cage. And Luke's like, come on. <laughs> He's like, really? Uh, but obviously, being the Punisher, he has some backup stuff. Throws an acid on me. He's like, did you really just throw acid on me? Just like burned up his shirt. He's like, nah, I gotta get another shirt. Yeah. It's the greatest thing. And they finally they take him out. They're gonna try to get some uh, answers from him. Then you get this like awesome end of the issue. You got Jessica and Danny Ramp team up and Dimeback shows up and things go to hell. Yeah. Like, his power <laughs> like, levels are off the chart and there's yeah. the last panel of the book. It's um, I hate looking at I it. I was I was reading it <laughs> And I went, oh, no. And yeah, I, I exactly. closed the book. I was sitting on my couch and I like, slammed the book closed. I, my wife was like, what happened? What's going on? And I was like, 
Uh, yeah, it's like I don't even want to look at it again. It's so it's so heartbreaking, and I don't. Know, it just makes me one hate dying back even more, and two like how is he back? How is he doing this? Yeah. Like what's going on? It and is like, a fantastic. <laughs> yeah. final panel cliffhanger part to that issue. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. My third pick of the week is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number twenty two. Enter the Savage Land, um, and. It is. Uh, <laughs> this whole issue is just ridiculous, and I love every bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they go to the Savage Land. Yeah. And that's really, like, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, like, that is the core of everything. I love how Nancy just didn't think it was a real place the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it, you've got that Nancy being like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and, and Squirrel Girl's like, this is this was in the news. It was old timey news, but this this was discovered years ago. This exists. <laughs> and then there's all this history that I don't you know, I always took the Savage Land for granted. I was like, eh, it's just, you know, dinosaurs. Right. It's a place. On the, the <laughs> South Pole? Wherever they North Pole? I think in yeah. Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica, so, yeah. Um they I just was like, Yeah, whatever. It's there. But there's, you know, aliens and other yeah. people who discovered it and some, you know, other interesting stuff. The whole, like, recap, like, history page of the of the Savage Land is, like, the best of the aliens. They're like, hmm, we're going to do this. And then the one alien's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and later when the other one's like, all right, we're gonna, let's peace out. Yeah. Essentially. And he's like, holla. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's the best. So good. Uh, I think I forgot the creative team. It's, you know. Uh, Ryan North, writer, Erica Henderson, artist, Rico Renzi on colors. Uh, it's so good, so good, so good. And you're gonna, if you hear that weird sound in your ears, that's Alex. I'm trying to back up. <laughs> sip, sipping on a sippy cup. Um, uh, so they, they get ready. They're going to go to the Savage Land. They're going to figure out what all this is going on. And it's obviously really funny storytelling. Just simple thing of them going to the airport, riding in planes, like the way that Ryan North – uh, adds text to this to tell the story. It's very cheeky, very funny. And they finally, they get to the Savage Land. Like, little things like, oh, Savage Land merchandise that you get at the airport. And there's, like... The old uh, Rogue outfit. Yeah, Rogue's old outfit. So funny. Uh, and there's a, the great, like, the bottom text uh, on that page. Uh, says, I spent a lot of time inventing fake dinosaur merchandise for the Savage <laughs> Brands gift store, and now I want to purchase all of it. I, too, would like to purchase yeah. this merchandise. It'd be awesome if we just had, like, a Marvel shop. It's like, Savage Land gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've gone to the Savage Land through this contest. It's, you know, there, yeah. there's a contest to... Coding contest? Yeah, like, yeah. picking out smart people. Um, <laughs> and there are Latverians there. Uh, Nancy, there's just, like, this wonderful, like, you know, meet-cute type thing romance business with nancy which squirrel girl just jumps all over it's really funny but then it's like pages and pages of them seeing dinosaurs and i would be the exact same way yeah. i loved dinosaurs so much growing up uh i still love dinosaurs can imagine actually seeing them oh my gosh i can't i can't i went to the american museum of natural history for their dinosaur yeah. exhibit uh, with the feathers yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, so good. We got to interview the the guy oh, yeah. who you know put all that Listen together. To the podcast. Yeah, and yeah. he was great. He was awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm all about the dinosaurs. So this <laughs> issue was fantastic. They get to ride dinosaurs. They get all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, but then there's an ulterior motive that they find out right at the end, which. Um, is both intense and intriguing, but the the maybe <laughs> yeah. my favorite thing I can't be my favorite. Thing, I don't know. Last page is uh, a one page little bit of business with Craven the Hunter, who they are turning Craven into my favorite hero. 
Like they are turning the guy who hunts people for sport into the greatest hero I could ever hope for. No, I love that movie. <laughs> and I am very excited for more of that. Squirrel Girl is just the best yeah, that month in, month out. The whole issue was just, I saw you take it first, so I was like, all right, all right. But yeah. I wanted to pick it. I was like, this is fantastic. It, everything's so funny. Everything's so, yeah. uh, there's so much more. And, uh, oh, Mark and Christine, I'm sure, are going to talk about the casting for oh, New Warriors, right. but that's exciting. And I think yes, what's uh, Milana Vaintrub, yeah. um, she is going to be fantastic. She's so funny, and I think she she looks the part. That's going to be a, yes. She's going to be a great squirrel. I can't wait for that show. Yeah. All right. My last pick is Old Man Logan 26, Days of Anger Part 2, uh, written by Ed Burson and art by Mike Diodato Jr. Colors by Frank Martin. I was a huge fan. Uh, the last time I actually did the podcast, I actually said the same thing. I was a huge fan of the Old Man Logan original run. So seeing the Hulk gang back under Maestro is just like... <clears throat> so I love every single part of this issue. It's like from the flashbacks to the wasteland to just like what their plan is like you see maestro just being awful he has a huge plan he has a huge army it's so scary the like the way everything is drawn is just great every hulk is just like bulking veins are all different there's like shaved head hulk there's like ponytail hulk <laughs> all the all the hairstyles yeah, on the hulk it's great uh then you got logan just being logan he's a he's a hunter he's a tracker He's going at it. You see how awful Maestro is again. He like basically sets out his Hulk gang to kill one of their own, uh, Billy Bob. So, and then you have Logan actually reaching out for help, which I really liked. He like he has his whole inner monologue. He's like, I try not to do this as much as I can. He's like, but sometimes I have to. He reaches out to Puck. It's really awesome. He gets some information. Puck has like a warm. It's kind of like a warm heart. He's like, "Hey, Logan." He's like, "You know, you don't have to do this alone." Yeah. And like, kind of just hangs up after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so emo. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't want to deal with it. And then you have this like crazy back, like the last part of the story. They're after him. There's a lot of firepower. There's a huge fight scene. It's There's something brutal. It's brutal. Then it's even. It gets even worse. They shoot their own brother, like I said before, and yeah. it just makes you wonder, like, what's going to happen next? I kind of, I'm looking for a team up, but we'll see. Hmm. Maybe Logan will just kill him anyway. <laughs> Logan's going to kill all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to kill great. them dead. Which is, like, another thing I was wondering, like, they know that Logan could regenerate, like, leaving him well, there like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, his powers of regeneration are slower. Um, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, we'll see. But I, I I love this whole arc. I can't wait to see how it ends. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't end. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it turns to Old Man Hulk. You never know. I don't know. Uh, really good. Um, so just wanted to pull out Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man E-N 2, number one. This is the sequel to the 2012 yep. limited series of Spider-Man. When we originally had... The uh, Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe were separate. separate. This was a way that uh, Peter from Marvel Universe met Miles from the Ultimate Universe. It was a whole big thing, um, and it was it was great. And it left a big cliffhanger at the yep. end of, there is a Miles Morales in the Marvel Universe. Who is that? Well, this is Spider-Man 2. The cover says, who is the other Miles? I will tell you, you meet the other yep. Miles. Right in, in this, this issue. In this first issue, you get to know him. We we need to know more. There's a lot of mystery going on. Oh yeah, but you get to see him. It's like just they, the way he looks. Everything yeah. about oh, him. Oh yeah. yeah. There's like I'm like all right. Where's number two? <laughs> yeah. I want to read the next one. You gotta dive in. Yes. 
Um, the credits on this issue, where the heck are... Yeah, here we go. It's written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Sarah Pakelli, colors by Justin Ponsor, um, and uh, just phenomenal. It's beautiful, top to bottom. Uh, you've got Spider-Man fighting Armadillo. You've got Miles Morales macking it to a girl who's been in his <laughs> class the entire time, I but he love hasn't that. noticed. Like, God, he's just like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. she's been in all her classes for, like, the last whatever, how many, like, months or whatever. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really it's like, funny. Sorry, God, I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, uh, just is a lot of, like... Awesome, awkward interactions between yeah. teenagers that are – it's written really, really well. It's very funny. Uh, but there's a big situation going on that Miles gets pulled into, teams up with Peter Parker. Um, it flashes back to some of the old stuff, but then right now we're in the middle Love and, like, that. yeah, there's this amazing splash page that we're looking at of a character who – um, I don't want to give too much away. He's on the cover of the next issue, but still, uh, he looks super cool yes. and super badass. Yeah, awesome. All right, so that's it for our mean picks, but we've got our quick hits. We need a new like little sound about quick hits. Quick hits. <laughs> All right, first up, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number 30, uh, Secret Empire crossover, part two of that one. called This issue's called Master Planning. Written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage. Art by... Uh, the mighty Stuart Eminem uh, with Wade Von Grawbadger and Marte Gracia, and it's it's a dope issue. There's smooching, you guys, and it's Peter Parker <laughs> smooching with someone. I'm very excited to see him smooch more with. Uh, but it's it's dope. Doc Ock is all hydrated up, and he Ugh. is taking the fight to Parker Industries. It is intense. There's a lot going on. Uh, really, really good issues. Nearly a pick. Yeah, it's awesome. We got Black Panther and the crew number four up next. Uh, Tony Alcy Coates and y- y- Yana Harvey and pencils by Butch Good. Grease and Geis and Inks by Scott Hanna. I think it's Geis. I've always said Butch Geis. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this gives you more insight into the past of Ezra Keith, uh, more dealings into his death, and you get a lot of Hydra crap in here. <laughs> Luke Cage doing what Luke Cage does. Cool Misty Knight team up. Um, more into Luke Cage's past also. So uh, this weird, like, druggy character, I want to say it, but kind of looks a little you know, wigged out. <laughs> um, and then you get a little bit of the Maricops in here also, and kind of the owner and like what's going on with him and how and jerk face. Yeah. He's terrible. Piece of garbage. He is a, just a terrible person. Yeah. Like, I love that. They kept going back and forth. Misty and uh, Luke are interrogating him and they're like asking questions and he refuses to answer. Like, Oh, we think we got the answer from that. And they like, do it like three times. And it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> they are way cooler than anyone should be in that situation yeah should have put them through a wall it's awesome um great issue though and there's more to come yeah all right we've got dr strange and the sorcerer supreme number 10 written by robbie thompson love this issue yes art by uh nathan stockman colors by tamara bonvalain uh this one is a focus on wiccan uh and seeing his uh his time frame which is kind of in the future. It's got it's, Banshee. It's the, I thought this was the coolest team ever. Yeah, Banshee <laughs> looking dope and thick, and he's got a beard, and you've got Colossus, you've got uh, Iceman, and he's all wizarded up. You've got Husk, you've got Wolverine, you've got Chamber. It was dope. So I got to point something, because I didn't notice it until the second read of uh, this, so that's... Magic Sword. Sword, yeah. yeah. And I was like... What? <laughs> There's so many questions I have about this. Like, if you told me tomorrow, Robbie Thompson and Nathan Stockman are doing a book about this time period of yeah. X-Men, 
give me here's my money even though i don't have to pay for comics anymore yeah my money. Uh, but, i love everything <laughs> uh, there's just dope moments with laura she is so awesome in here uh robbie you know i adore robbie thompson but we really get to see why uh wiccan has his like you know the devil mark on him and you know the thing that's really affecting him now and the twist on that oh. is like a twist and then another twist yeah man i love this book so much. that last like panel i was like what oh! <laughs> um up next we got edge of venom verse number two it's by christopher hastings and art by irene strachowski and colors by java tartaglia and this is just a really fun issue to be honest it's basically you know gwenpool being gunpool <laughs> and then like has a symbiote though so she's like oh i'm gonna go battle she's like oh one thing though i don't have any actual superpowers you know except for that like, she breaks the fourth like you know the fourth dimension and then fourth wall, the fourth wall whatever wall. and then also she has a symbiote and she has superpowers yep. and it's like it's great just like their inner monologue going back and forth it's like the symbiote's like we should kill him and it's like i kind of agree with you you know usually it's like no don't do that with the other like host but it's like no yeah i get it and then you get this like really funny like interaction with daredevil oh, yeah. and, and like her huge crush on him <laughs> and it's like the best thing ever it just gets crazier you have a bunch of like antics with her boss and just a bunch of weird things with the symbiote and then more fun stuff with daredevil and like her like doodling him and his, like, his identity and all that it's i love this issue i want to see more so i i can't wait <laughs> i hope if you are not reading gwenpool but you're like i love venom and i want to see what all this venomverse stuff is about this gets you hooked on gwenpool because we love that character She's definitely really good. that book's great uh, all right we've got generation x number four uh written by christina strain art by amokar pina and martin Mora martin morazzo inks by roberto poggi and martin morazzo colors by felipe sobrero um and there's a breakout from the uh the i don't it's not the xavier school it's you know what their their new x yeah yeah it's uh <sighs> whatever it's called in the um in central park they have their little Xavier Institute. That's what I guess what it is. Uh, so the kids who are under Jubilee's sort of tutelage have broken out. They're looking for one of their own. Uh, they're looking for some some hints at why people are uh, why someone got attacked. Uh, but then they run into uh, M Plate, yep. who is M Monet, which she's been all messed up by her brother, which happened a couple months ago. So it's cool seeing that come together. But M Plate version of M is the worst it's the so creepy like just yeah. draining marrow from the ears uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, there's some really really intense stuff uh really good stuff here i never i didn't really read a lot of generation x back in the day i mean i read some of the early issues and um but there's a lot of history here especially when you're bringing in uh chamber and jubilee and their connections to monet and all this stuff and uh there's some really cool stuff that they're they're mining for this issue yeah i love the end panel where she's like i'm gonna kick her ass yeah, <laughs> yeah. drink this blood yeah. and my baby to sleep and i'm gonna go kick her ass i can't wait all right up next we got hulk number eight uh by mariko tamaki and art by georges duarte and colors by matt miller and it's the continuation so uh i think it's ollie cakes it's like 
<laughs> a web show that she watches. Yeah. It's a, he's a cook, and it's, I mean, she loves it. And all of a sudden, the cameramen poison him to get, like, viral videos and turn him into a monster. Uh, they find out why. It's part They're of... such dicks, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it. it's like part of a mutant drug to transform him. And it's basically Jennifer Walters trying to track down exactly what happened with her assistant. And I love the ending because there's like that whole great like monologue. And she's like, sometimes I got to get angry. And she like jumps off a building and like midway transforms. And she's going to go take care of this. Yeah, she's going to take care of it. All right, we've got uh, a Marvel animated book this week with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this issue is all about Thanos returning and um, some stuff with Star-Lord and you know, his dad, and in the past, and all kinds of stuff. It is uh, written by Stephen Melching, directed by Jeff Wamster, uh, and it is adapted by Joe Caramonia. And we got Rocket number three by Al Ewing, art by Adam Gorham, and color art by Michael Garland. And this issue just really solidifies, like, how awesome Rocket is, and just basically how he can break out of any prison ever. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Uh, he gets sent to a prison called the Colon. Uh, uh, just, there's a lot of books. Yeah, on this issue. and there's like there's a whole thing on the side that explains exactly why it's called the Colon. Like it has like one exit out and all this. This is where it really clicked with me. Yeah. It's it's so awesome. Um, and <laughs> so the whole thing is he wasn't even gonna really break out, but then. The people who put him there were like, well, the contract that they have on you says if we break you out and then keep, like, getting you, we can keep getting paid and paid and paid and paid. (laughs) So they're like, every two weeks, we're going to break you out and we're going to capture you and we're going to bring you back. So Rocket's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and just get out myself. Comes up with this cool plan, like, uses all these, like, so the guards punish everyone by these, like, implants that are catered to that species. And he uses all all of the different implants to get out and it's like the coolest thing ever just watching it happen he just like he kills it and by the end of it he's out and then you get this awesome splash page uh, at the end with a visitor that you wouldn't expect in space <laughs> it's the funniest thing and i just can't wait for the next issue because the team up you do with them two are that's it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> yeah, it's be very good all right we've got secret warriors number four written by matt rosenberg art by javier garon colors by israel silva uh you know i gotta say it every time gorgeous gorgeous art here by javier uh so so good um this we get a lot more of what's going on with the team and you know their involvement mr hyde mr hyde is a turd yeah he's a jerk such a jerk uh, this is crucial if you are wondering what happened with uh, Lunella Lafayette during um, the beginning moments of Secret Empire and how she's part of this team and not stuck in New York City because, you know, she lives uh, down in Yancey Street, uh, how she didn't get caught in all the stuff that's happening in New York City. Um, but it's a bad scene by the end of this issue. Some stuff crashes and explodes, and hopefully our, our team makes it out. Oh, yeah. All right, we got Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number nine, up next by Karen Gillan, and pencils by Kev Walker, inks by Mark Deering, and colors by Antonio Fabella. This is after the Screaming Citadel. So Aphra has uh, the mortal Ruhr, <laughs> that is the, the Jedi and the crystal, and she's planning on what to do with it next. So, Ruhr has this weird technopath abilities, so she created, like, this really awesome, like, 
capsule around him that like stops it and she's out to sell him to the highest bidder. Yeah, she basically sets up a big party where everybody <laughs> can bid on uh, having their own like ancient Jedi uh, jerk. Yeah, so, like basically. Sentient AI Jedi thing. And use him to he's kind of advantage. A, he's kind of a jerk. Oh, he's a huge jerk. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, so then we have all that happening and at the end you have this like didn't see it coming at all. Triple Zero's getting a little tired yeah, of, you know. I, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. Exactly, right? Like, yeah. you know, he's getting tired of kind of like staying on the outside. He thinks that Afra's going to destroy him um, once this whole thing's done. And he calls on someone Look, for some help. If you're a murder bot and you're not murdering, <laughs> something's wrong. So, Triple Zero and BT8, they, they, they have a plan, and that spells. Uh, Scary stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to take a turn. Yes. All right. uh, We've got Uncanny Avengers number 25, written by Jim Zub, art by Jim, uh, Kim Jacinto, uh, Janoy Lunce, uh, Juanan Ramirez, colors by Tamara Bonvalin and Rochelle Rosenberg. This is a uh, Secret Empire tie-in. It opens up in the way that I didn't know I wanted. Uh, but we've got Rogue teaming up with a Shocker and teaming up with Scorpion, the, the Lady Scorpion, as she was meant, mentioned in a couple of other issues. They have to fight against uh, a possessed Dr. Voodoo. you got Wasp in there. Uh, there's just awesome moments. It, this is you know, this is a really fun issue. They're just trying to deal with all the demons and the Dark Force Dimension crap that's going on. Uh, and they are, you know, this sort of this unity team of Avengers, what's left of them, is fighting for their lives. Uh, Dr. Voodoo barely making it out. Synapse is in a bad way. They're all, like, crushed under all the nasty stuff going on. And next issue, they got to deal with Scarlet Witch. Uh, it's going to be ridiculous. I love how, in the midst of all the serious things happening, you, they also put, like, so much comedy as a book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, what's it called? Shocker? Just, like... Are we X-Men now? Shocker and Scorpion have some really great stuff in there. And I think that's uh, a good testament to Jim Zub picking up right where Joey Duggan left. I love that part so much. Scorpion's like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got Venom number 152 up next. This is The Land Before Crime Continues. And it's by Mike Costa, Gerardo Sandoval on art, and colors by Dono Sanchez Amara. And I love the way this book is drawn. It's like, there's this one page where Venom's like swimming in the water. And I don't know if it's the symbiote just kind of like camouflaging or just the way he drew it. But it's like the most awesome thing. It's like just an outline of him. But you can see everything that's going on. I'm trying to find the page so I can show Ryan. Part of it is also just the way Venom is drawn. It's uh, yeah, Venom and his face it, beautiful. It, like, evokes that classic Todd McFarlane yes. look really, really well while not aping McFarlane at all. It, it's it's a really interesting uh, way, and it's really, really good. Yeah, and they draw some hell, some hell out of some dinosaurs. Like. Uh, and yeah, Stegron. <laughs> yeah, Stegron. You got my. I'm I'm behind you. I'm oh with yeah, hundred percent. You got uh, Devil Dinosaur and Lunella showing up. There might be some backup for him later on in the issue. Um, we finally figure out what's going on with the symbiote and Eddie. It's so as part of the anti symbiote task force. You know, he was getting pumped with these like anti symbiote meds, so to really mess up his system, and now he's not bonding well. Yep. And uh, we got Liz Allen possibly gonna help him. We'll see. Well, he has to find. Yeah, she has an agenda. Obviously, he has to finish the mission, 
and we'll see where we go from there. Yep. All right. Uh, we've got a just a Vision Director's Cut number two. This covers issues three and four of the really fantastic Vision series by Tom King, Gabriel Hernandez Volta, and Jordi Belair that was uh, that we talked about so much previously. But if you missed out on those, you don't have the trade already, you haven't read this, uh, this is great because it adds script pages, it adds tons of uh, layout stuff and you know various levels of the, the, the pages in different states. Um, tons of really cool like concept art and, and tests for covers and it's just fantastic for extra content. This is like the Criterion edition of uh, Vision and it's, it's highly recommended. Definitely. Alright we got Weapon X number five. This is part three of Weapons of Mutant Destruction. This is by Greg Pak, art by Mark Borstel and colors by Frank Diamarda. And, I mean, this is just continuing. It's really going on, you know, the whole big plan, the Weapon H. Uh, you get, it's really messed up, kind of, to be honest. <laughs> it's it's really awful. Like, they, they start off with one of the scientists that works in the, the factory. Mm-hmm. And she's trying, like, she, you can see she's at her fa- home time, like, her family time. And she's, like, real messed up in the head now. <laughs> like, she doesn't know how to deal with things. She's seeing, like, this dead rat in her house. She pushes her kid. Her husband's really upset with her. And then you get to see her, like, working in the factory and all, like, the really messed up things that they make her do. So it's, like, it, it's so it's not only going into the whole, like, you're making a weapon to destroy the world. It's also, like, hey, look at the people who are working on this. Like, it's really messing them up in the head. Uh, <laughs> then you get some really awesome shots. You get some uh, Logan, Sabretooth team up they're investigating then you got warpath and domino destroying a bunch of bots it's really awesome and then at the end it just gets even worse with the people working there they take that doctor and basically make her a sacrifice and we'll see where we go from there yeah all right we've got x-man blue (laughs) that's how i'm gonna say this x-man blue uh, this is issue number seven. It is also a Secret Empire tie-in, written by Colin Bunn, art by Corey Smith, colors by Matt Mila. Uh, we get to see the you know X-Men training, always good stuff. Uh, we get to see Zorn, and if you missed last issue or the last couple issues of this, and how White Queen White Queen is participating in the uh, new TN, new Chian, TN, TN, tie-in. Time? Uh. I don't know. <laughs> We're not word people. <laughs> it's it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, the whole White Queen thing is really, really cool and really, really messed up. Uh, but they, you know, the new TN people have uh, a thorn in their side, and that is the young younger X-Men team to the point where they send a force to go after the X-Men. So you get to see Firestar, Ooh. Toad, Marrow, Mondo. I was not expecting to see Mondo yeah. in the comic ever look. again uh on mondo and wolfsbane there's secondary mutations yes there's some really cool i was stuff. just gonna say that i lo- like i love how they kept bringing that up like everyone on like this like task force team was like oh i didn't know you could do that secondary mutation bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got uh, jimmy hudson with a cool costume uh and then there's a, a heavy hitter that they bring in to take down the young, the, the kids, and uh, it's, it's rough. Uh, yeah, really fun stuff. All right, last issue of the week is Zombies Assemble number zero. Um, this is, I, I don't, I feel like I missed an issue. I don't know what happened, but uh, the original manga was written by, written and drawn by uh, Yusaku Komiyama, and script for the English version is by Jim Zub, um, and it's, it's dope. It just, uh, it kind of tells this, 
it's not necessarily the story of Iron Man 3, but it has a vibe of Iron Man 3. It's like you've got Tony and Pepper and their relationship at the core of everything and Tony like having to get through all his, you know, hang-ups and things and being Iron Man and being his hero and all this other stuff and Pepper and the two of them and all the lovey-dovey eyes and all the fun <laughs> stuff. Art is gorgeous. I love this manga version. There's a giant robot in here. The giant robot was really, really cool. As there should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's a really neat story. I love me some manga and anime, so this is... Like, it's a win-win for you, then. It is a win-win. <laughs> uh, all right. That covers the uh, print issues this week. Collections on sale this week. We've got Doc and Dark Wolverine Punishment. Hulk, Volume 1, Deconstructed. Monsters Unleashed, Battleground. Marvel Universe, Ultimate Spider-Man vs. The Sinister Six, Volume 3. Star Wars Legends, Epic Collection, The Original Marvel Years, Volume 2. Steve Rogers, Super Soldier, The Complete Collection. Totally Awesome Hulk, Volume 3, Big Apple Showdown, Inhumans Masterworks, Volumes 1 and 2, Thor Masterworks, Volume 1, Thor Masterworks, Volume 2. I was on a different page, or else I would have read it differently. <laughs> and Wolverine, Return of Weapon X. All right, digital comics on sale, everything that we announced already. And then also on sale on the Marvel app this week, Inhumans, number 1 to 12 from the 75 series, Punisher Warzone, uh, number one, and then 26 to 36 on the 92 series. Star Jammers, number one to six in the 2004 series. Wolverine, 170, 176 from the 1970 series. And digital collections on sale, everything that Ryan mentioned. And then freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited. We got Amazing Adventures, number one to 17 from 1961. Captain Marvel, 52 and 53 from 68. Inhumans, number one to 12 from the 75 series. Marvel Superheroes number 15 from the 67 series, Punisher Warzone 1 and 26 through 36 from the 92 series, Star Jammers 1 to 6 from 2004 series, Submariner 2 through 14 and number 33 uh, from the 68 series, Submariner 1 through 6 from the 2007 series, Wolverine 170 176 from the 88 series, Wolverine Annual to, uh, from the 2000, Wolverine Annual from 2001. Yeah, all those things. Uh, again, we would. I wish we had more time to figure out news, but Ben's here. It's like, news stops. Yeah. News just stops. There's nothing. Nothing. Well, uh, we're also gearing up for Comic-Con and D23. Um, so there'll be plenty. Believe you me. Alex, <laughs> come on. Sometimes it doesn't make a sound, and other times it does. It's like a real hit or miss with it. So. Sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. Uh, so we'll, we'll hopefully get to more of the news. Uh, we'll try to record some stuff. When I'm in LA to cover just the breadth of things um, that are that could be happening, but um, yeah, we'll get back into the swing of things. But right now, I'm going to kick it over to uh, Mark and Christine to do the West Coast thing. It's the West Coast, show me the Wolfman. 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 West Coast, show me the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... The ghost of assistant editor Christine Din. <laughs> it's fine because we're dead from too much work. Um... <laughs> Come back, Ben. <laughs> uh, who lets humans have babies? Um... <laughs> Uh, we got, we got, we got, I, I can't, I, Christine had to write down notes for what we've done because I already forgot what happened on like Monday. Because um, you've done like 30 stories yeah. in between everything. All right, all right. So what, what do we have? I'm going to randomly start with uh, the new Warriors cast. We announced the cast for Marvel's 
New Warriors. Um, coming to Freeform. Coming to Freeform 2018. Uh, so... Main news, of course, Milana Vaintrub is Squirrel Girl. Derek Teeler is Mr. Immortal. Jeremy... Tardy. Tar- what? Tardy. Tardy. Tardy is Night Thrasher. Um, Calum... Worthy. Worthy? How can I not read your writing? That's a W? <laughs> it's because I wrote it really fast. Okay, Calum Worthy is Speedball. Uh, Matthew McCoy... Oh, nope, sorry. Matthew Moy. Matthew Moy... <laughs> That was my fault. Yes, micro. <laughs> Kate Cummer is uh, debris, and uh, we're insane. Um, help <laughs> us. Um, uh, so that, of course, coming in freeform. Very excited for that. Our very first live-action half-hour mm-hmm. comedy. Um, other news: Lucy Liu will be directing the season two premiere of Marvel's Luke Cage when that series comes to Netflix in 2018. Uh, and of course, we announced some new cast members for that last week. And uh, Marvel's Inhumans, we unveiled a really awesome new San Diego Comic Con exclusive poster for Marvel's Inhumans, drawn by Jay Lee. Uh, Lee took the cast of the series and put his own spin on them. They're uh, beautiful. It, it's, it's a really beautiful poster. You can get it at the Marvel booth if you're heading down to San Diego Comic-Con, which is booth number 2329. Uh, you'll probably be able to spot it by the giant Marvel red block that I'm sure will be visible from, <laughs> from five halls away. Um I think that is, is that it for TV news? That's it for TV. That's it for TV news. In the world of film. But, but I will I will tease that we do have some more news coming up. Obviously, we've got San Diego Comic-Con and uh, D23 um, coming up one right after the other. Yeah, so. you should just follow the Marvel Twitter handles, you know, because as of Friday... We'll be in Anaheim for D23. As of Friday, we basically won't be back in the office, but still somehow have to post way too many stories each day. I know, Marvel Legacy. (sighs) Well, in the world of film. Comics, am I right? (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We just uh, announced that digitally on HD. It will be available on August 8th. And uh, very cool news. It will be coming to 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray August 22nd. Nice. I know uh, James Gunn posted about that on Facebook over the weekend. Uh, it's actually the first, yes, the first Disney movie that has been released in uh, 4K Ultra HD. So that's exciting. I know there are many uh, film nerds out there that will be excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, For all those people with fancy, fancy TVs. Yeah. And perfect 2020 vision. I don't have that. <laughs> We're blind as well as dying. Sobbing. <laughs> um, as for games, uh, definitely tune in to Marvel.com and everything on social. And we'll have a special podcast because incredible things are going to happen at D23. And that's all I can say. Great. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think that's pretty much all we need to cover. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Throw it back to New York with Alex. And Ryan doing questions and comments. Yeah, hopefully we'll be alive enough to speak to you guys again in future. All right, thank you. Say hello to New York. (laughs) Bye-bye.
and we back here on the East Coast uh, recording this after hours. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's, well, it's not after hours for me, but six o'clock on a. Like, I don't even know what you, time it is. Yeah, six o'clock <laughs> on a Wednesday. Um, I am. I don't know what's going on. Still so much to do. But we got your guys' question and comments. Your guys' and gals. When I say guys, it's like a gender neutral thing. But I also think uh, it's an annoying thing. When I type it in the email sometimes, I'm like, uh, let me just rephrase that. Because, <laughs> like, it, it is. It, it's just a ge- To me, it's gender neutral, but it's, it's really not. Exactly. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> we've got your questions and comments. You guys can send us your questions and comments using the hashtag This Week in Marvel. Uh, well, sometimes I see hashtag twim. We're trying to capture those, but we don't always get I got to. one this week. Great. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, you can email us at twimpodcast at marvel.com. First up, Gay Comic Guy says, Okay, a moment I've wanted to see since the classic Excalibur days and the return of Executioner, loving X-Men Gold. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Real good. Uh, he says, also, seeing Executioner now makes me think only of Agent M and Ben Morse from This Week in Marvel. We share an obsession <laughs> for Executioner song. You know, if if things went my way, everyone would be obsessed with Executioner song. So you guys have been talking about Executioner song since, like, my first internship here. <laughs> like, my first semester interning here. And then I, you guys recently just did for Twim RC, right? Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, it finally happened. Did you read the book? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I was like, it's the greatest thing no, ever, it's right? amazing. But it was like, I was like, I remember it's from like four years ago. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes, it all pans out. The book is amazing. We love it so much. Uh, Haywood says, uh, hashtag Spider Man Homecoming. So nice. Had to see it twice. Loved it. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Just Tom Holland is. Yeah. A plus that I guy. I got to introduce the movie to a crowd on the Thursday night of it opening 7 p.m. at the Alamo Draft House by awesome. my house. Giant room, completely sold out. Uh, I gave away a ton of toys, and I always do like, hey, if you come in costume, I'll give you something. And so we had people with Spider-Man masks and Spider-Man shirts and stuff like that. And then we had a couple things left, so I brought some kids up from the crowd oh. uh and the, the best was this little girl her mom was like pick her pick her so i picked her and i was like okay i have a really hard question she's like oh no and I was like, <laughs> what is spider-man's real name and she just like froze and i was to her and then she's like peter parker that's the cutest like, thing yeah. and I, like, cheered and i gave her some free stuff man it was great you know pump morale yeah, it's like I've been doing this for a long time. All right. uh, but it's so great seeing the crowd with fans, seeing the movie with like oh, just yeah. fans. I, it's my favorite. I love going to see it because obviously we have the Marvel screening, so yeah. we go first. And I love seeing it with the Marvel people, but I love seeing it afterwards mm-hmm. again, just like a normal, and seeing like people like laughter yeah. and people's actually like expressions on their face. The big twist, like, <laughs> and when they gasp and they go, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> like when the you whole yeah the, the whole twist of this one, everyone in the theater that uh, I saw it twice also. The theater was just like, whoa! <laughs> Even like my girlfriend next to me, I was like, <laughs> I was like, laugh. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right, uh, Jody, Tolkien fan forever, says Spider-Man: Homecoming was amazing. Proof once again that friendship is dope. That was the message, right? Yes. Yeah, always. That is always the message. <laughs> yeah. You can find that underlying in everything, and it's all because of us. <laughs> all right, we got Lance Presley reading Deadpool Killology and prep for the new Deadpool Kill series. I realized why there weren't many Deadpools in Secret Wars. We read that one last week, but it's a good one. We'll read it uh, twice. Angelica. Yeah. Uh, right. The reason was because most of them across the multiverse had killed each other, and that was from last week. But All right. his other one. To answer your question from last week, yes, I am related. 
to Ooh. Elvis Presley. Duh. No! Gotta be. My theory is that anyone with the same last name is related. Okay. Mostly because my last name of Panagos, not a very common last name. This is true. My family's, you know, like my maternal family's name of Elmendorf, not very common. So clearly, any people I know with those names, we are related. Well, I mean... Well, last name like that, yeah. <laughs> so if it's true for me, it's got to be true for everyone else. All right, all right. Yeah. All right, then we got Nick has fandoms. This was the one hashtag twim that I got of the week. Uh-huh. Listening to twim to get extra double amazing spectacular hype for Spider-Man Homecoming tonight at Agent M, Benjamin Morse, and Lorraine Sink. Yeah, Lorraine had a great, uh, we, there was a great episode where Lorraine did a bunch of interviews. So we put that out. Oh, yes. I actually listened to that one. I don't know how it didn't jog my memory. <laughs> yeah, a lot of content, a lot of content, yeah. Alex. All right. Then we Raph. got, yeah, Raph A.B. In which universe are Margaret Stoll's Black Widow's novels taking place? Is it the Prime Universe or a new one? Comic books. And, and they're, novels. They're all connected. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know it's, it's just a, it's a cool story. Yeah. I don't know that it's... She's talking about like the Red Widow one and all yeah, the, those. Those stories are awesome. They take place in, in the Marvel Universe, because um, I know we had like the backup story, but I don't know. I don't get too hung up in like trying to figure that out. It just, you know. It's all to enjoy. That was a cool story, so. Yeah. That was a cool story. All right. Then he says, Pimtron still doesn't know he has a daughter, right? I wonder what his reaction will be. Mm. Ugh. Mm. Pimtron creeps me out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that secret empire issue. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Captain Rogers, 44, Robert says, Spider-Man Homecoming was the best Spider-Man movie I've seen. It is everything we have waited for all these years and more. Completely agree. And he says, Michael Keaton gives us one of, one of, if not the best, Marvel Cinematic Universe villains yet. He was terrifying yet relatable and sympathetic. Loved Keaton. Hit the nail on the head, Robert. I agree. He, Man, he was so good. He was fantastic. So good. I think majority of my favorite teens were either Keaton or with... Uh, Jacob Batalon, who played Ned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jake, he is my hero. That he was so good. He was so good. He was so, so funny. He was like the perfect like high school best friend yeah. put in this situation. My my favorite parts of the movie probably though are when the uh, the so who are the two uh, Betty Brant and um, oh Jason uh, Ionello maybe I. I can't remember his name. I think so. Um, the, the newscaster. The, the newscasters. That and that character is such an obscure character. It's I found out, out from the tradespeople oh. after we saw the screening a long time ago. It was like because I had detailed all the things that I picked out from the movie so we could figure out if they what we needed to think about. Right, right. And one of them was, oh yeah, and he's from. He's a really obscure character from Untold Tales of Spider Man. And I was like, they pulled him out, put him in the movie. It was so great. But the two of them on their high school like news <laughs> yeah. show, oh, they were just like so best. dry, which I love. That's, that's my humor right there. <laughs> Killed me. All right, uh, Sammy Williams said, "Spider-Man: Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie to date. The right blend of action, comedy, and drama." Uh, he says, it felt a little weird seeing how many guys wanted to go to the Bone Zone with Aunt May in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I mean. Have you seen her? Yeah. That one scene, though, I, I mean, that I'm pretty sure that's what he's talking about in the restaurant was, oh. like, the funniest. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, Marissa Tomei is fantastic. I think a friend texted me, he's like, I wish there was more Tomei in the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I mean, she's great. It's she's so, so good. good. She's so funny. 
Uh, go rewatch My Cousin Vinny. She still slays in that movie. I saw that movie when I was so young, and then I rewatched it when I was probably like 20, and I forgot how good it was in that. She's and, great. Oh, man. And uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, all right. Simon Williams also says, I did enjoy seeing Ganke in Spider-Man Homecoming. I know they called him Ned, but come on. That was Ganke. Hey, Ned, Ganke... Like, the spirit of that character definitely shines. Definitely. Um, and, I don't know, you know, he's there. He was awesome. Yeah, whatever you want to call him, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ned is, like, my new favorite character in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then finally Simon says, It may be a stretch, but I believe I caught a Miles Morales reference in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, hope that means he shows up. Um, well, mm. I don't want to give anything away, because I'm sure mm. some people have not <laughs> seen the movie yet for some reason. But... Uh, there's the moment when you first find out the name of a character <laughs> who is trying to buy weapons. I'm trying to do this very slightly. So vague, but yeah. like... So <laughs> you know, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. The character who tries to buy weapons, there's a callback to him where you see facial recognition identifying him. Yep. There are bits in there that connect directly to things that have happened in the Ultimate Universe yes. that tie into... Uh, character we may be very familiar with and also there's an alias two aliases did you catch those oh uh, yeah 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 the two aliases for this character yep. are references to the two of the characters creators the writer and the artist yep. as well as uh, the characters super character caught that in the second one yeah yeah I, yeah me too <laughs> I, I was like, yeah because we'll, you have more time to like read on the second yeah. view you know what I mean but yeah I saw that too and I was like Ugh. also just when you finally see it and you realize who we're talking about, yeah. the person playing this character, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic oh, yeah. choice. Real, real good. Yeah. Um, and uh, just one last neat little um, uh, Easter eggy thing. There's a shot of Spider-Man, like, hanging. I think he's calling um, Happy, and he's hanging out on a rooftop. And behind him, you see Bagley in giant graffiti behind him. That made me so happy. That scene was also just really funny. And everything. <laughs> Ooh, it was so good. So incredible. Um, I thought that was the end of Simon's because the, the oh. tabbing was weird. Yep. But no, we got more. Uh, he says, there's a lot more I liked about Spider-Man Homecoming, but can't say without spoiling it. Hashtag no spoilers. I think we did a good job of skirting around spoilers. Yeah, we really treaded. <laughs> uh, Twim of the Week for July 5th, Unstoppable Wasp number 7. I'm surprised Agent M didn't say more about the taco scene, though. You know... You're right. I should have said more. They ate tacos, and it was good, and they bonded, and it was really, really sweet. If you ever want to bond, just get some tacos. Yes. Um, Simon says, I did enjoy the scenes between Miles and his mom in, Miles in Spider-Man number 18. It's nice to see her being used more in the story. Agreed. Uh, an idea from Simon for This Week of Marvel number 300. You guys spend 30 minutes or more just talking about <laughs> wrestling. Hashtag wrestling talk for the week. Oof. Oh, uh, I, I, I think that would not go over so well with so many people. Uh, if we had a guest who was a wrestler or something, uh, maybe. It's true. Just slip it in there. Yeah. And this one from Simon, he's uh, reading Spider-Man number 18. Ha ha. Genki is dreaming about food because he's fat. Seriously? Look, I'm going to be I'm gonna be real with y'all. I dream about food all the time. <laughs> I'm a big guy. I legit think about food a lot. And that's okay. I'm happy with it. I work out six days a week to, to be able to dream about food. I mean, I'm not like a big guy, but I dream about food also, but like a lot. But it's also like 
sometimes you just get those cravings, you know what I mean? And like get stuck in there, man. Noel noggin. And what are you gonna do? You gonna dream about it. Like I'm, that's I'm a- dreaming about the tacos my wife's <laughs> making tonight. See? That's yeah. all it is. It's great. Alright, then we got last one for the week, uh Tech Dra- Tech Lord at Lex Pendragon. He said, I was thinking Ben J. Morse needed a code name like Agent M. Agent Morse sounds like Bobby. Maybe, maybe just Agent uh, Wait. <laughs> yeah, can, ben can't have Agent Ben. Yeah. I it's, earned that. It's taken. It was given to me. I didn't earn it. It was given to me. Um, yeah. We'll, fine. Maybe we'll find one for him sometime in the future. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gosh. I, the next two weeks are going to be a lot, guys. So bear with us. We'll do our best to get you as much as we can. Um... We're going to bring podcast equipment to D23 and podcast equipment to San Diego Comic-Con. What we get out of that, I'm not really sure, but I'd like to plan ahead and see if we can find yep. some stuff. So stay tuned. Lots more to come. Uh, episode 300 on the horizon. Oh, and I know someone Ooh. asked me about TwinURC. We, honestly, with so much going on right now, we haven't had a chance to do TwinURC. Right now, it would land on 300. I don't th- And I don't want to do another one without Ben. Uh, Christine and Strami are taking all of Ben's work while he's away. So yep. um, we're going to just tackle regular questions and comments for the next couple of weeks. So much going on. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll get back to TwinURC because we know that I just love seeing the reactions you guys have um, to that stuff, whether or not you're commenting directly or just in referencing it. It makes a lot of sense. And we're trying to actually do more to, to make cool stuff integrated like that into Marvel Unlimited yep. you know, app and experience. So... All good things. I'm talking a lot because I'm tired and I still have 80 <laughs> emails to read today. Yep. I got to get through a bunch as well. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Thanks, y'all. We'll be back next week. This is Marvel, your universe. Marvel, your universe.